What's up, guys? Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays, join the Discord by clicking the link below. What is up, guys? We're back again. Another episode. 1% Club podcast. Uh, let's recap a couple from UFC London. Molly McCann, another spinning back elbow. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, right? I mean, it's, it's another it's two in a row. I got to think, I don't know this to be a fact, but she got had to have gotten a bonus for that, right? Um, yeah, Molly, Molly was one who got a bonus. Had to have gotten a bonus. So, good for her. And you know what? She, I will say this. She's getting better every time she comes out. She's getting better. Like, she gets better literally every fight. And her strike is good. She got good boxing. Uh, she showed some really good takedown defense, on hopping on that single. Nice elbow on the break. Uh, and another beautiful, another beautiful spinning uh, back elbow knockout. I know that didn't finish it, but that that was the beginning of the end on this one. So, did you see her celebrating after? I didn't. What is it? What, did she do the shoey or what did she do? No, she was just running around like a like a lunatic. I thought she's it was, crazy. It Listen, was cool. it was I've like, been in her presence when she's drunk before. She's a maniac. She's a maniac. She's a fun, but she's all over the place. So, good for her. Another win uh, for Molly McCann. Looking good. Uh, you know, rising the ranks. Patty made me eat my words. Made me eat my words. And listen, I still, I still like, I still like that play. I would play that. I would play that. Uh, I would play the fight to go the distance. I feel like the only reason he subbed him is because he caught, caught that arm in there. Which listen, I get like he did that on purpose. I understand that, but, uh, you know, that's it's a, it was a, it was a good submission. I will say this: Patty is good when he gets on the back. He knows where he's going. He's got a very uh, clear cut, decisive, of system on how he breaks people down in the back, but. Also, like these guys, this is the thing is everybody's if you go on the, the post from last week, everybody's giving me crap for for, you know, I'm, I was wrong. But the first round was a lot closer than everyone's like, oh, Patty's going to run through this guy. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys are discrediting Levitt. He's good. And Levitt, uh, what did Levitt take the first round? No, Patty won on all three uh, scorecards. But it was close, right? But it was close. Like Levitt, I thought, did a great job. Yeah, he did a great of, job. I was hoping, like we mentioned in the Discord, that he just make it uh, boring. Yeah, and I thought I thought what happened in the first round is exactly how I thought the fight, the whole fight would go. So, man, if you guys are gonna talk a mess, you got to give me some credit too. So, uh, but yeah, it, it ended up finishing. Maybe eat my words. And listen, I, I I said which was more likely a Patty knockout or a Levitt submission, and I you know I I knew I knew that uh I I did say that there was no way he was gonna sub him, and I I didn't see that being a likely scenario, but. Looking back on it, that was it was a possibility. I didn't think it was a likely one. Out of all the scenarios that could have happened if the fight finished, I didn't think Patty by submission was going to be the uh, the the one that hit. But once again, Pat, Patty made me eat my words. I got no problem saying when I'm wrong. So Patty, his stock goes up. I got to think that he's going to get a. Uh, I got to think that he's going to get a. Uh, I won't say a big fight, but do you, I don't know. Do you think he's ready for that that next level fight yet, or do you think he's still? Uh, there was talk of. Like a few people. One, yeah, one. I heard all those. There's no way he's fighting any one of those three guys. You don't think he's gonna fight Grant? There's no way he fights Dawson. No, no way. He won't fight Dawson. He won't fight Hooker. Was Hooker on that list? I think. I think Hooker was on. There's no way he's fighting any of those guys. No shot. He's not. Listen, Patty. Patty's good. He's a good prospect. He's not on any of those guys' level yet, though. Like, and he's, real me, mark my words or whatever. I'm just. I, and I'll be honest with you. I think it would be. I think it would be in, incredibly. Uh, incredibly ignorant for him to take one of those fights right now where he's out on his contract. 
I think he needs to take the uh, the Sean O'Malley approach. You know, I think he I think he needs to take the Sean O'Malley approach. Like, why not? You, he's on. Listen, he's probably on his second contract. He probably renegotiated a second contract. I'm guessing, but he can't be getting paid that much. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm off. But with you know four fights in the UFC, that's what he's got, right? Four, three or four. If three or four fights in the UFC, he may even still be on the first contract. I know he definitely had a new contract for this one. Yeah, he's got he's got sure. three fights. He's three fights in. He got a new contract for this one. But it, I can't imagine even if he skipped, you know, was he forty and forty? Like keep keep beating these guys, keep fighting these guys. That's what I would do. I think that's the approach he needs to take. And uh, if he keeps beating these guys, he'll prime himself to put himself in a Sean O'Malley position where he gets a guy like Pedro Munoz or somebody like that in the top fifteen. Was a I'm not saying that's not a knock on Pedro. Pedro is really skilled, but stylistically, Pedro was a good matchup for Sean O'Malley. And then we have the, you know, the eye poke or whatever. But then he gets uh, uh, Peter Yan, and it's a win-win for him. He's going to get big money. He's getting big money. You know he's getting paid for that fight. You know he's getting paid for that fight. Big money, and it's win for him. win-win for him. If he wins, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to worry about the wrestling either. And if he loses, he lost to the number one guy on the planet. In that weight class, you know, it's not it's not wrong. Not the champion, number one guy though. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the Sean O'Malley approach. Who I, I got to say this: whoever is managing Sean O'Malley, I think is doing an incredible job. Sean O'Malley manages himself. And I, I, that's what I thought. I know he gets, but he gets help from he gets help from some people. But he's very smart in how he approaches the game. Long story short, I think Patty needs to take a page out of that book. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, because he's got if he if he primes himself for two or three more wins, he's setting himself up to make some real real money and he's already getting i think what is he getting seven figures from barstool potty yeah yes he's getting paid yeah i mean i'm sure there's some some contingencies in there but good lord like i guess what i'm saying is he can prime himself to be a superstar and sean o'malley has done a really good job of that and that's one thing i respect about him and he's he's he is continuing even with the peter yon fight excellent fight choice excellent fight choice can't go like i don't know if you could have picked a better fight and i'm not talking about Dude, I was talking to uh, Ode Osborne, and this is, I, I got a feeling this is going to be something that we cut in real, but I was talking to Ode Osborne at the PI, and he said, dude, like, he was all, all, all over this. He was like, man, he's, he, he messed up. There's no way he beats, there's no way he beats him. And I said, bro, you guys are playing two different games, man. You guys are playing two different games. And like, you could see a light bulb turn on in his head. Like, he goes, what do you mean? I said, oh, you're trying to be the champion. He goes, yeah, why wouldn't you? I said, well, there's two different games to be played here, right? Like, and I, and I said, well, what's the goal? He's like, well, we're all just, we're all just trying to make a living doing what we love. Right. So, well, yeah, like Sean's making more money than you are. And you know what I mean? Like, but really, I don't think there's a better fight for Sean. I said, he's playing the game. He plays a different game. He's, he is making his money through endorsements and sponsorships because his name recognition is insane. His value is insane. And the longer he keeps winning, the more, name recognition he's going to have. Like, pull up the top 15 right here. Tell me another name that is a better fight for him. There's one guy on that list that I think is a better fight for him, and there's no way on earth that he's going to fight him. Were you going to say Jose? No, Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar is a is not a bad fight for Sean O'Malley. But Frankie is on, he's on a different, he's playing a different game too. Frankie's towards the end of his career. He's done amazing things, but he's going to fight somebody else in that same bracket as him. You know, he called out Dominic Cruz. That's an excellent fight. Two guys kind of at the, listen, I, I say this and I don't mean it in disrespect, but they're on the tail end of their career. 
And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Like, that's not me talking bad. They both had amazing careers, both uh, Hall of Famers. But they're on the tail end of their career. They don't need to be fighting Sean O'Malley. It's literally lose-lose for these guys. It doesn't make sense for any of them to fight Sean O'Malley. But who's the best fight on that? Let's go through it. TJ Dillashaw, he's about to fight for a title. He's booked. Aldo, terrible stylistic matchup for, for him. Good low kicker. Sanhagen, long. Uh, he's uh, booked also, I think. Uh, Cheeto, Cheeto already beat him. Marab, terrible matchup for him. Ter- the, maybe the worst matchup in the division. Font, tough matchup. Cruz, I could see it. Once again, Cruz is on it. Cruz would be the second. He would be the second best matchup, in my opinion. Cruz is on a different path. He's on that same Frankie Edgar path. Pedro Munoz, he already fought him. Songy Dong, tough fight. Ricky Simone, really tough fight. Frankie Edgar, that would be the one I picked. Umar Nurmagomedov, don't want to touch him. Jack Shore, tough fight. You might as well go all the way to the top and get a guy that's not going to shoot on you. It's going to strike with you. And if you lose to him, you lost to the number one guy on the planet. Nothing to lose. Zero to lose. He's still undefeated after this fight. Keep the thing. You know what I mean? Like, like think about that. There's nothing to lose here for him. He can keep the whole uh, undefeated thing going. You know, he can keep all that same stuff going. He's very smart, man. He does not get enough credit for how intelligent he is. He's if he is if he is the one solely managing his career, he is doing an amazing, amazing job. He gets it. the The problem is is he's playing a different game than everybody else. And all these other guys are like, oh, we're world champion. He's playing a different game than you guys. And he's making probably triple the money of these guys that are saying that. Uh, he's got an awful lot of stuff going on away from 100%, the cage. 100%. He's smart. He's smart. He's a, he's a businessman. He's very smart. And I applaud him for that. Do I think he beats a lot of these guys in the top 15? Really, it doesn't matter what I think. He's making money, doing what he loves. And he's got a great following. I mean, dude, he's doing awesome things on YouTube. He's got his podcast. He's got multi... Uh, big figure deals with uh, multiple sponsors. He's doing it outside of fighting. So if fighting doesn't work out for him, he's still set. He's he's making a name. He's not a fighter. Sean O'Malley is a brand. That is a brand. That is a brand. He's he's established himself in you know the marijuana industry. That's his that's his thing. He's doing he's great on YouTube. He's a, he's a personality. That's what I'm looking for. He's a personality. He's not a fighter. He's a personality. Streams on Twitch and stuff like that. On too. Twitch, I'm sure he's crushing it on all that. He doesn't need to fight anymore. He doesn't need to. doesn't need to. He's playing the game better than just about anybody. I'm telling you, play the game better than just about anybody. So anyway, I told you that story to tell you the story. Patty can do that same thing, and he should. I think he should. He's, he's got the same trajectory. I think he needs to, to do that same thing. Uh, fast forward, Tom Aspinall, Curtis Blades. I said this going into the fight. I said, I can't bet against Tom Aspinall until I see somebody do anything to him. And here we are. We're still in the same boat. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like 15 seconds can't, it's not enough for me. So, uh, and I, I, in no way am I discrediting Curtis Blaze. That's, you got to take the W and run, right? Like, what did, do you think it was when you first saw? I wasn't sure. It was weird. It was weird. It didn't look, uh, it looked, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure exactly what happened. I'm not, I don't know if he like tore it. Like I'm hearing that it's bad. I don't know. It looked like he like. Went knee to shin, like high shin. I, I'm not sure, man. I still don't even know exactly what I happened. I thought he actually did the damage on when he went back to stand. Like, yeah, just how it looked. I was so irritated with the, you know, with the outcome that I turned it off, and not not to either one of the fighters. Just I, I was really looking forward to that fight, you know. Yeah, it's disappointing, and it seems like, gosh, man, it's just what is it? It's the the main event curse. We had Ortega. Uh, get hurt this this last week before we had Rackage not too long ago we had freaking uh this one it's just man it's tough so 
uh, I, I'm Curtis has got to be set up for a decent fight. You know, he's got to fight somebody high high level again. Uh, pull up the uh, heavyweight rankings. Let's see where I let's see where I'd put him. Um, you could throw him with uh, you know, you could throw him with. I think Ty is already matched up. Shit, let's throw him with Stipe. Unless Stipe and Jones, Stipe's if that's fighting John Jones, yeah, that's that's supposed to happen. Well, I've heard that's done. I've heard that's done. I've heard that's done. We'll put him with uh, put him with Cyril. I'm with it. Put him with He's any of those guys. Oh, that's right. Cyril's gonna beat him. Yeah, I mean any of those guys, honestly. I I don't want to see Blades fight Volkov or Rosenstrike or Dawkins again. Lewis? I don't want to see him. I'm, I'm with Derek Lewis. I'm with Derek Lewis. If that, Derek, Derek, that'll be a rematch, right? Uh, I I think Derek knocked him out. You could, yeah, I think. Uh, yes, he did. He uppercutted him. Yep, uppercut him first round, second round, second round. Yep, he did. He uppercut him. Yeah, I'm with that. Show that rematch. Lewis fights this week, so if he wins, I mean, I mean that sets the sets yeah. the stage. Yeah, he, he fights uh, Sergey uh, Pav- Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Let's, let's just go ahead and go into the. Uh, uh, where's this week at? Is it Vegas? Where is it? Uh, Houston. This week is in Houston. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas? Dallas, yes. You're Dallas. going. You I'm know. going, I know. God dang. Okay, let's break this week down. Uh, main event, uh, Magomed Ankle Live, Anthony Smith. I said this I said this uh, about a month ago on the podcast. I feel like that this fight is going to set the stage for who's next, right? The winner of this fight ideally would would probably fight... Uh, I was assuming Rakic was going to beat Blahovich, and I I still believe that that would happen if, you know, he wouldn't have gotten injured. But it is what it is. Uh, I think the winner of this fight is going to go on and face maybe. Um, I mean, there, there's a, there's a couple different guys. There's there's Jan, obviously. I guess it depends on if if Glover and Yuri are going to run this back. You know, that there's a, there's a big question mark because I know Yuri's wanting to run that back one more time, and I'm with it. I'm with it. You give Glover give Glover the you know what I mean. Give him the one more shot. I think he's going to be done after it no matter what. He, listen, I told you this on the podcast before. He told me, he said, I want to do one more fight in Boston, and then I'm going to be done. So that was, he said, I'm going to fight for the title. I'm going to do one more fight in Boston, and then I'll be done. So that was two fights. That one fight happened. If they rebook it, I got to think, win, lose, or draw, he's going to be done. I got to think. I'd love to see him walk away with that belt. Man. Yeah. I mean, what a storybook. You know, he's got to be one of the oldest champions, maybe next to Couture. I don't know how old Couture was when he won the title, but he's got to be up there, man. He's got a, just a storybook uh, ending if he wins that title and walks away from the sport. No better time to walk away, in my opinion. So, uh, but I got to think. Uh, pull, pull up the pull up the two hundred five division, and we have uh, there, there's a there's a bunch of options for him. Like the winner of Ankalive and Smith, you know, they could fight uh, the winner of uh, Santos and uh, Santos is fighting Jamal Hill. There's that's that's got a lot of uh, implications on. I gotta think Jamal Hill's gonna get a shot if he beats Santos. I gotta think he's next in line. He's been on a nice little streak lately, right? So let's let's just do that. Let's put winner of of Ankalaev and Smith if they're not gonna get an immediate title shot, or put him against Blahovich, and then the winner of Blahovich gets the winner of Yuri Glover if they run it back, or Blahovich gets them, and then winner of Ankalaev Smith gets winner of Hill, uh, Hill Santos. There's a lot of fun stuff in that division, man. There's a lot of fun stuff in that division. And Vulcan looked really good this last weekend. He worked that out, yeah. Figured yeah. out the, the Paul Craig puzzle. Yeah, yeah. The, the Paul Craig, you just got to like, I, and I said this, you just don't go down with him. And he went down with him, but whenever he started engaging in grappling, he just backed out. Smart, smart dude. Uh, the, the, the Smith and Kaliah fight 
is is it's tough to me to be honest because I feel like Ankalaev uh Ankalaev is is I think his ability to di- dictate where the fight takes place is going to be is, can be tough for Smith. But I will say this. I've counted uh I've counted Anthony out of fights before and I'll never do it again. You know, he's a dog, bro. He's a dog, but if I think the this fight is all going to be uh predicated on if Anthony Smith can stop the takedown or not. If he can keep this fight standing, I think he's going to be in business. I think this is going to be a competitive fight, but he can't hang out on his back. And that's historically when Anthony's lost, that's how he's lost. Is he's gotten taken down, you know, Rakic did it to him, took him down. So he's got to stay off his back. He's got to stay off his back, and that's not an easy task against somebody like Ankalaev, but it's doable. You know, it is it is doable. The fight is winnable. He's Anthony's beat some tough guys in that division, and he's no stranger to 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 tough matchups. So I got to think that, you know, him and his team are pulling some stuff together to 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 make this work. So but this fight has got title implications written all over it. If it's not the winner of this one, if they're if they're not next in line, they're one fight away from next in line. I gotta think. I gotta think. So that's a tough one. That's a that's a that's a fight that I'll be interested to to see. Uh, what's next on the list? We have uh, Pantoja Alex Perez. To me, Pantoja is one of the better guys in the division. Like Perez is great too. Like I love both these guys, but. I feel like Pantoja gets slept on a little bit because he's not very active. He's been dealing with injuries and stuff. So stylistically, I feel like if Pantoja gets on top of Perez, there could be some problems because Perez is a Perez is a good grappler when he's on top. But if Pantoja gets on top, his jujitsu is is really really solid. You know, Perez has got more of like a catch wrestling style, like wrestler grappler. He's going to be staying basic with like hanging a half guard, working arm triangles, Renekka chokes, all that stuff. But Pantoja's jiu-jitsu is is very good in that division. He sub uh Brandon Royval, which is, you know, Brandon's got some of the best jiu-jitsu in that division. So that's that's saying something. Pantoja's got uh some good wins. And he's been around for a long time. He just people forget about him. 24 and 5 record. I mean, people forget about him though because he he's not very active. He's been dealing with injuries left and right. So, but this is a this is a fun fight, man. Perez Perez can get this done. I feel like Perez needs to be the bully in this fight. And uh, really press the action. I think if he gets on top of Pantoja, though, I don't see a scenario where Pantoja is subbing him from his back. You know, I, it's I, after this last weekend. I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's not likely that Pantoja subs him with an armbar or triangle from his back. You know, uh, I got to think that whoever's going to get on top, if this fight hits the ground, whoever's on top is going to be the one winning this fight. Uh, obviously, but I think it's it's going to be that's going to be the the story of this fight. I think is whoever ends up on top. I early play. Uh, if I had to play, I mean, the problem with Pantoja is you deal with the the injuries and the time off. I have an early lean. If I had an early lean, I'd I'd, I'd probably play uh, Pantoja, but the time off and stuff scares me. You know, he's very skilled. I feel like he's got the slightly better striking, and his jujitsu is definitely better. But Alex can take him down and grind him out. You know, Alex is good. He's good. They both have clear cut path to victory. You know, so that's that's what I always look for. They both have a clear cut path to victory. But the time off for Pantoja worries me a little bit. And I think that's why you're seeing this line sitting at like, you know, minus 150, minus 160 range. If not, if he was more active and injury free, I feel like this line would be set at 200 plus. Next up to bat, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Pavlovich. I don't think Pavlovich is super well known, but he is a hammer on the feet. Good striker, powerful. As far as strength of schedule, which. I've mentioned this before is I'm very big on strength of schedule. His strength of schedule just doesn't quite cut it against uh, Derek Lewis. 
And for that reason, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think Pavlovich is the better striker. I really do. I think he's more crisp. I think he's faster. But Blades, I'm sorry, no, not Blades, uh, Lewis's experience against high-level competition, I think, I got to imagine it's going to shine here. You know, it, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's been there with Tui Vasa. He's been in there with uh, Cyril Gaon, Curtis Blades, uh, JDS, you know, some, some of the, the hammers in the division, Cormier, all these guys. So he's fought some of the best in the world. His strength of schedule is really tough. And he hasn't beaten all those guys, but man, he always seems to be there. You know, hard to put away. And he's always dangerous. Always dangerous. His danger factor is like 99 plus. You know, if you're creating a character on Madden or the UFC game, like his overall rating is, his danger factor rating is 99 for sure. I don't know about his overall rating, but his danger factor rating is 99. But Pavlovich, I mean, he, he's tough. He's good. He's a good striker, good boxer. I just don't know. I don't know how he's going to do when they start throwing hammers at each other, you know, like if you're saying, Hey, we're going to get in the pocket and we're going to box and we're going to exchange punches. There's just not very many people that I'm going to bet over Derek Lewis in those exchanges. It's, I mean, he's, he's got a good chin and he hits like a ox, you know, not the ox is punched that hard, but you understand what I'm saying? I get it. bro. If an ox did punch that hard or punch at all, it would punch like Derek Lewis. I'm assuming. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so I early lean here. I mean, I, I guess, uh, I guess my lean would be, uh, would be Lewis just for strength to schedule. You know, I don't feel great about that, but how about that under, what is it? Is that one and a half or two, one uh, and one and a half, uh, under one and a half, 152. I need to watch because I, I got a, I got a feeling that Sergey's going to wrestle. I, I got to think anytime you're like, if you fight Derek Lewis, I got to think the blueprint would be clinch him up early or take him down early, get him settled into the fight a little bit, and then go to work. You know, I, I don't know. That's I got to watch that. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to touch on that too much. But these guys are going to be throwing hammers at each other. So I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean Derek Lewis here. I don't. I don't love. I don't love that though. You know what I mean? I'm not in love with that with that play at all. So uh, let's get to the fun stuff. Co-main event, main event. I have no emotional bias over this command event at all. Zero. So, uh, no, kidding. Um, Moreno versus Kaikara France. These guys have already fought once. Uh, Moreno won a pretty decisive 2-1 to one decision, 29-28 decision. Uh, you know, without talking about uh, a ton of, you know, driving into this fight, I just, I think this fight is uh, excellent. And I think it's an amazing fight from a fan perspective. I think it's got fireworks written all over it. And and I respect Kai's not only him as a fighter, but I respect his uh, his camp as well. So I got to think that these guys are going to have him like super prepped. I got to think that th he's going to be ready to rock. I got to think you're going to see the, the the best Kai Care France that we've ever seen. All that being said, is I can confirm with a hundred percent that Brandon looks incredible, and. Uh, he looks amazing, and I just I don't see very many people on the uh, on the planet beating this guy right now. And I, I think when we talk when we break this down unemotionally, there's far more path to victory for Brandon Moreno than there is Kai Kara France. I think that it's hard for me to see a scenario where Kai outstrikes Brandon for 25 minutes, or I guess 15 minutes because he only needs to win three of the five rounds. Right? It's hard for me to see a scenario 
where that happens, especially if he, you know, if he doesn't get taken down, he doesn't get subbed or whatever. That's assuming this fight never touches the ground. It's hard for me to see a scenario where Brandon doesn't get a takedown at some point, and he is nasty on the ground. Just when I break this down, this Brandon has way more ways to win than Kai does. Brandon can win a decision. He can submit him. He can knock him out. I, I think Kai. I think Kai needs to knock Brandon out to win this. And uh, he can win a decision. He, he can win a decision. That's there. I don't see him subbing Brandon. I mean, good lord, that just doesn't seem. I don't want to say it's impossible, but it seems highly, highly uh, unlikely. But I feel like Brandon has a much clearer path to victory than than Kai Kara France here, and because of that. You know we're getting a we're getting a, a minus one ninety ish line on Brandon Moreno, a guy that's, you know he he beat he's beat Figgy, uh, and he's already he already has a win over Kai Kara France. There's got to be some type of of confidence there. I know it's been a while, it's been three or four years, but man, there's got to be a level of confidence. You felt that person. They've both evolved so a hundred percent, and so I don't really put a lot of stock into that fight, you know, uh, but not from a skill perspective, but from you felt that person physically. You know what I mean? You know what they feel like. You know they're you know when they're when they're mentally there, when they're not mentally there. And I gotta think that's gonna play a role in both, you know? So for me, even even if I wasn't coaching Brandon, which I am obviously, but even if I wasn't, I like the fact that Brandon Moreno has more ways to win this fight than Kai does. I feel like Kai needs to stop Brandon Moreno to win this fight. I could be wrong. I feel like that's the most probable path to victory for Kai Care France to beat Brandon Moreno is by stopping him. And as we've seen, Brandon's just got a granite chin. I'm not saying it's it's impossible, but man, the, it is not an easy task to knock out Brandon Moreno. So Doesn't slow down either. It, listen, I can't explain to you the type of cardio that he brings to the table. It's not a it's it's not a uh, he it's not a he doesn't get tired. It's he doesn't slow down. His 59th minute is the same as his first minute. If anything, it might be better. And he, his, he does not slow. And that's, that's one thing that I noticed in the first fight with Kai and Brandon is Kai slowed big time when pressure is applied to him, you know? So that's, uh, that's something that we've looked at, you know what I mean? Like, and listen, there's no secret. Brandon Brandon's going to pressure you no matter what, you know what I mean? Like whether you got good cardio, bad cardio, or he's going to pressure you. So that ain't, that's no tip on the game plan by any means. Brandon's going to, Brandon's going to Brandon, you know what I mean? Like he's going to be in your face no matter what. He brings that Mexican style boxing. He's fun to watch. I know you're not superstitious, but third time lucky. Yeah, we'll see. This I'm 0 2 on title fights. Listen, man, I just I I'm not I highly respect Kai and his uh in his camp. I'm 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 very impressed with everything that he's done. I'm sure these guys have him ready. Uh I've done everything that I possibly can to get Brandon and uh and the team ready for for this moment for him. So I'm looking forward to competing against City Kickboxing and Eugene and uh Kai and I I think that's going to be an excellent fight. I really do believe that. I think it's going to be an amazing fight. These boys, they 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 want to fight. You know what I mean? Like with with Kai's last fight, he fought Askar. Askar didn't want to fight. He wanted to grapple. Brandon's going to fight. You know what I mean? Brandon's going to fight, and I think the fans are going to see a really good fight here. I really do. Let's just take it back a little bit there, and kind of I think you and Brandon was kind of an unlikely to an outsider looking in. I, would, I thought it would have been an unlikely kind of coach and fighter kind of thing yeah. to happen. How did that happen? Yeah, so the the biggest thing was uh, during COVID, Brandon, you know, we were super active. My team was super active, and Brandon was commentating a lot. And uh, he said that he saw my passion, you know, my passion for the fighters whenever I'm, you know, I'm screaming and yelling and people at, you know, in the corner and stuff like that. He said that he uh, he really appreciated that and liked that, you know. So 
that's that was the that was one of the biggest things for him. And then he decided to make a, a change in his camp, and my name came across the board, and he came out for a week, and we kind of came out for one week, and then we trained together while I was in Vegas a little bit, and we just kind of connected and kind of just evolved from there. So it was yeah, you're right. So it's, it's a fairly I mean there's not a lot of people looking to move to Kansas City, Missouri for the weather. You know, and no. he didn't move, but he's been here for two or three months now. You know, he's 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 paid the price. He sacrificed time away from his family, and I'm telling you right now, there's nobody that trains like him. He's he's doing four, five, six sessions a day, and and most people can't even do that. Like their physical body can't hold up. He, he's an animal. I'm just telling you, he's un, there's he is unlike anything that I've ever coached or been a part of. So he'll do two, three pad sessions back to back with different people. Me, Hoya, Capitillo, right back to back to back to back. No problem. Hour and a half, two hours straight. No problem. No problem. I'm really excited for that fight, even as a as a fan. You know what I mean? Like I think that we we see these big fights a lot, and a lot of times they don't live up to the hype. I just don't see a scenario where this fight does not live up to the hype. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Lastly, main event: Amanda Nunes, uh, Juliana Pena. I actually uh, had the 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 pleasure to break this fight down. I'm doing a new show called UFC Breakdown, and uh, I broke this fight down. And it's it's pretty interesting, you know, just because just because Pena had such a great performance the the first time, and I think we all saw a moment in that fight before the fight ended. You know, it was like the fight came out. It's like a typical Amanda Nunes fight. She's dropping her, you know, hurting her, controlling her on the ground, and then that second round hits, and Pena starts picking up steam and momentum. And then there's a moment where we're all like, "Oh shit, she's gonna win this fight! Like she's gonna win this fight. It's just a matter of time." And you see, uh, you see a Nunes break. And and give up her back, no hooks in. It wasn't even on the. It wasn't even a choke. It was on the on the chin. You can see it. However, learning all that, I, there was an interview that was released recently, and I don't. I'm not discrediting the champ here at all. But there was an interview saying that Amanda Nunes had a terrible knee injury before that and could barely train. So, I got to think that that plays some factor. Is it the factor? I'm not saying it's the factor. I'm not going to discredit the champ. Uh, Juliana Pena by saying uh, she was hurt or whatever. I'm not going to do that. Is it the factor? No. Is it a factor? Maybe. Yeah. So I'm excited to see uh, what these two girls, how they switch it up. You know, and I think Amanda needs to go back to mixing her game up. You know, I think she needs to bring some offense, uh, offensive wrestling in. I think she needs to mix in the kicks because I, I do, I do feel like as of late she's kind of fell in love with her power. And she's just trying to knock people out early, and pff, rightfully so. She's been doing a great job at it, but you know. She, yeah, did it every time. Almost. She's got a hammer right hand, you know, and that's that's great. But I I do think to secure her odds of winning this fight, I think she needs to focus a little bit more on uh, setups, going back to her old ways. You know, set up the offensive wrestling, set up the kicks more. She's got excellent kicks. Uh, set up the jab a little bit more, and I think if she does that, she'll definitely increase the chance the chances of her winning this fight. Uh, as far as uh, Pena goes. I think she's just got to do her. What, what, a couple of the things that she does really well is she's amazing in the clinch. She doesn't get a lot of credit for this, but her striking is not bad. It's not overly clean, right? Like her striking isn't overly clean, but it's good. Like she, she, like if you put her in front of a boxing coach, the boxing coach is going to critique her to death, but she makes it work. She makes it work for her style. She applies a lot of pressure. Uh, and, and she's very good in the clinch. Very good in the clinch. Very good top game grappler. And when she's on bottom, she's constantly working back up. And I think that was one of the biggest things. That was one of the biggest problems that she presented for Nunez was just making her work. Making her work the whole time. Even if she's on bottom, she's hitting you. She's elbowing you. She's making you work. She's constantly working back up. And I got to, if I'm 
Pena and her team, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back to the well, right? Show me that you're in shape. Like, I'm going to go back to the well until you prove me, until the water runs dry, you know, until you prove otherwise that you're in shape and you can, you can hang with me through 25 minutes. I'm going back to that well early. If I'm Pena, I'm going to turn this into a dogfight. I'm going to, I'm going to make it grueling as possible. A lot of clinch work, a lot of fit-ins, up-downs. I'm going to, I'm going to try to up-down her to death if I can, you know? And, uh, but all that being said, it's really tough for me to pick against Nunez twice in a row. You know what I mean? Especially out of, from a betting perspective, especially out of, at a three to one price. When, if you take that first fight away, I guarantee you, I mean, we'll just look at the first fight. She was like a minus 1,200 favorite going into that fight. Was that the biggest dog in UFC history that won? Was it? I don't think so. I don't think it was the biggest dog. It was one of the biggest. One of the biggest. So I, I got to think that, you know, this. if we took that first fight away, it would be, you know, minus 1,000 again. So if you're getting a 3-to-1, if you're getting a 3-to-1 price tag, if you're getting minus 300, and I do think that line, it's dropped to like 265, right? Like, what's the line right now? line right now is Amanda's minus 252. 252 bro listen like even if you don't think she's gonna win a 252 price tag on somebody that was minus 1200 six months ago that's insane you got to play that i double down on that you're getting a minus 250 price tag on somebody that's that was six months ago a minus 1125 now was that line off yeah absolutely 100 percent, it was but that's not the point even if it was half off you're still getting a, a third discount on it you know what I mean? Like, even if it was half off, you're still getting a third of the discount on it. You, in my opinion, from a betting perspective, you have to play Amanda Nunes at minus 250. You have to. I think you have to. I really do. I really do. You're talking about somebody six months ago that was 1125. Once again, cut it in half. You're still getting uh, at least half the price tag. Half off. I, I just, I can't believe that line is where it's at, to be honest with you. I thought the line would be like minus 500, 600. Well, that's I said it to everyone when I posted the card in the Discord on Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. I think it was after the London card. I think Amanda was minus two sixty, and I was like, "Go snap it up right now." I did not see the line dropping. I didn't either. I thought the line would go the other way. It's so, it's only gone down. I gotta think that the money's gonna come in this week on her. I have to think that. I have to think that. How I would see her closing would be near the minus five hundred mark. For it to jump two hundred and fifty points in a week would be. Remarkable. It's possible. You know, it's going to happen. I don't think so. Not that high. I could could be wrong. Listen, I just, I listen, I I feel adamant about this. If you're a better and you can get Amanda Nunez at 250, you have to take it. I think you have to. And even if you don't think she's going to win, the the price for Amanda Nunez is like 75% off right now. Like if she closed at minus 1,000, which I think we all agree at a minus 1125, the, the price was overinflated. Okay. Take that, take that and cut it to minus 500. You're still getting half off a minus 500 price tag. And that's cutting half and half. You're damn near getting 75% off on this price tag. You have to take it. You have to take it. I really, I really believe that. I really believe that. So, and that's regardless of if you think Pena's going to win. You can hedge with Pena by sub if you gain if you want or decision. I don't see her beating a man in a decision. If the fight goes that long, I just don't see it. I think Pena's going to finish her if she wins. I think it's unlikely it'll go that long. What's that? I think it's unlikely it'll go that long. Agreed. But I, I think uh, with the over-under, is at two and a half? Yeah, two and a half. I mean, I could see it going over that, but I I could see it going under that too. Like, if if you want a safe play, I think Amanda Nunez money line and hedge Pena by submission. I don't know what that price tag is. Probably 250 300 I'm guessing. 
I just can't imagine a scenario. Uh, once again, after last week, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth over Patty. It's <laughs> unlikely that Pena beats Amanda Nunes in a, in a decision because if Amanda Nunes is able to fight 25 minutes, I got to think that she's going to be the A side and she's going to be winning this fight. But if Pena pushes her to the limit again, I think she's going to get her out of there again. I think if Pena wins this fight, she's going to finish her again. I do. And I think it'll be by submission. So you can hedge the hedge that with the with the Pena, you know. I don't I I just think the price tag on Amanda Nunes is incredible right now. I think when we have more lines and, you know, we can do another betting show later yeah, on in the week. Yeah, we'll do we'll get on with Shay Wednesday or Thursday like we always do. And uh I think we'll throw some more more props in here. And I think you can you can do that similarly with uh with France and Moreno too. Like I think I think France has to finish him to win. I really do. Mm. If you want to play him, play him by finish. I think so. Inside the distance or by knockout, whichever one has more value. I'm guessing the knockout would be. Okay. Well, I think we'll wrap yeah. this up. Best small profit in the Discord. It's it's not hey, it's not much, but it's honest work. <laughs> it's not much, but it's honest work. We'll take it. Uh this is a great fire week, guys. I'm super stoked about being here. We'll try to get up a, a bunch of content from Fight Week if we can. I'm gonna do my best to be filming out there. So uh make sure you guys sub, like, comment, all that good stuff, especially to the YouTube channel. That's where we'll be dropping most of it. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys, uh, fire week, hopefully.